and welcome to A Day in the Life podcast. I'm your host, Kim Eason. Today, I wanted to do something a little different. There are only 31 days until we hit December. It's been a whirlwind of a year, with fires and storms at the beginning of the year, and then COVID-19. So I thought that this would be a good time to think and reflect on what has been one of the most trying years and start thinking about what you want to do in 2021. Some of you may be leaving school this year, or maybe you're supporting someone who is, and I wanted to take this opportunity to step you through an easy planning process. Through this episode, I would like for you to have a piece of paper and pen handy, or maybe a device if you want to type or speak into it. But basically, I want you to use this as a resource to start thinking about your goals, your next steps, particularly if you are leaving school, and use this time as a resource to help you work out what you want to do. You will even need to hit pause throughout the podcast so that you can take the time to think about your answers. Talk with those you trust throughout the process at the end of the podcast, or even when you hit pause. And remember, If you need to listen again, you can always download the podcast and come back to it at any time. So, let's get started. The first thing that I want you to write down on your piece of paper is, what's working for you right now? What are some of the things in your life that are really good and that you really like and you want to continue? Don't forget to pause the podcast if you need to. Then I want you to think about what has worked before in the past, what's been good, and what hasn't been so good, what hasn't worked so well for you. Take a few minutes to write down those things. The next thing that I want you to think about and jot down a few points about is are you actually achieving your goals? Are you doing all of the things that you need to do in your life to be able to get where you want to be? If you look a year down the track or two years down the track, are the things that you're doing now putting you on that right path to achieving those goals? If your answer is yes, I am on the right path, then fantastic. But if not, I want you to think about what you need to be doing to be able to set your sight on that goal and work towards it. If you're a school leaver or you're supporting someone finishing school this year, Have a think about what life might look like outside school. So there's a whole big world to explore. And what is it that you actually want to do? Where do you want life to take you? What do you want to learn? Think about how you want to spend your days as well as how you need to spend your days. Life as an adult is much different to that of a teenager. There are bills to pay, you could vote, you can socialize with friends in a different way you can move out of home all those things you need to take into consideration what is it that you want to do with the rest of your life what do you want to achieve and don't get me wrong you don't have to think about everything all at once just take baby steps if you only want to look at the next six months that's great just do that if you want to look at the next year the next two years the next five years do what's comfortable for you at the end of the day That's all that matters is what you need and what you would like in your life. What I'd like for you to do now is to look at the different life areas. So you've got your home life, your health and well-being, your lifelong learning, things that you want to achieve, and then social and community participation. What I want you to do first is to divide your page up with those headings down the side. So home health and well-being, lifelong learning, 
and social and community participation. Then what I want you to do is to think about how that's going for you. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 means that things require immediate attention, so it's not going very well at all. 5 means that most of my needs are being met, and all the way to 10, which is all of my needs are met. And I want you to place a number on that grid to show where things are at for you. So in terms of your home and life at home, is it what you want? Are all of your needs being met? If so, that's a 10. If it needs some immediate attention and you're not very happy, that's going to be a 1. But if you're fairly okay, you're doing well, home secure, home safe, and your needs are being met, then you could put a 5. If it's somewhere in between, obviously you can put 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 9, etc. So I want you to think about that scale for each of those areas. How's your health and well-being? Does it need some immediate attention? Are most of your needs met? Are all of your needs met? Then I want you to think about the same for lifelong learning and then social and community participation. Press play again when you're ready to and we'll take it from there. Some of the things that you might start thinking about are do you want to stay at home or do you want to move out independently or with some friends? Do you want to start volunteering? Do you want to gain employment? Do you want to learn more skills? And from there, once you have those goals, you'll be able to put in place some mini steps to be able to start achieving those goals. People always talk about SMART goals, how they have to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely. But life is so fluid, life is flexible, it's always changing and your goals should be flexible too. You might want to achieve something in the next six months but then things happen and change and you have to be flexible and responsive to that change. Let's take, for example, the whole COVID situation. During that time, some people needed to self-isolate for a lot longer than others did. And some people, for example, if you're living in Victoria, needed to self-isolate and be quite restricted in their movements for at least six months. And whilst that was a really difficult time for everyone, what it meant for people is that they needed to rethink their goals or at least rethink the time frames or how they did that differently. So for example, if someone was attending a course and they couldn't study in person anymore, they might have moved things to online or they might have taken a little bit of a break for a while. So sometimes things don't end up going the way we think it should or the way we want it to, but we have to make adjustments for that. So being flexible in your goals is really important. The other thing to do is make sure that your goals are meaningful to you. Pick goals that are really meaningful to you. They're things that will make a difference in your life and help you to build the life that you want to have. Sometimes it's a great idea to share your goals, even if it's just with those close to you. Sometimes accountability is such a powerful tool for reaching your goals. You never know what support is around the corner and having someone to talk to and share your experiences with them and to problem solve together. It's such a more meaningful way to achieve goals and you have someone that has your back next to you the whole way. The other thing is to get really specific and list out exactly how you want to meet your goals. 
So this is where we're going to go into the very specifics around setting some goals and helping you to start that planning process. Actually, before we go into the specifics, I actually want to talk to you about a process I like to call blue skying. It's not my term. It's a term that somebody else uses as well, but it's a term that I really like. So what blue skying is, is thinking about all of the things that you'd really like to do in your life or that you'd like to have in your life. Some of them are realistic, some of them are not, but what we do is just get everything out of the head and onto a piece of paper. So take about 10 minutes just to think about what it is that you want in your life. Again, realistic or not, jot it down on your piece of paper and come back. So now that you've done your blue skying, I want you to have a look at all of the things on your page. And I want you to grab another colored pen or a highlighter and I want you to draw a line through those things that you don't feel are realistic. Things that you don't feel are attainable. For example, you want to win the lotto, but you don't actually put any tickets on. Not really going to win the lotto. There are going to be other things that aren't really attainable for you, but I don't want to choose those for you. That's something that you can choose for yourself. Or if you need some support, then you could choose someone you trust to be able to run through those things with you and, and just talk about, do you think these are really achievable or not? And why not? Then what I want you to think about is choosing the top three things or maybe even the top five, three to five things is probably a good place to start. And I want you to think about how you're going to achieve those things. So these should be the really important things to you. These are the things that will make your life a good life or a better life than what you have now. These are the things that make you come alive. These are the things that put a smile on your face. When you're thinking about how to do something, you need to think about what as well. On your piece of paper, start looking at things like what supports do you already have to help achieve this goal? What extra supports do you need? What steps do you need to take over the next 12 months to help you achieve your goal? Or if it's less time than that, then think about that. And think about what you will see once you've achieved that goal. So think about what your life will look like, how it will change, how you will feel and write all of those things down. Pause the podcast, come back to us and have a think about what you really want in terms of these goals. The next thing that you should look at is who can you enroll to help? I know that sounds like a bit of a funny phrase, but who's around you that will be able to help you achieve your goal? Say, for example, you want to learn some new photography skills. Who are some people that you think will be able to help you learn about photography? You might find that you have a cousin or an aunt or someone at your school, or even if you go to a day program, then someone at your day program might know these skills. And you can ask if there's someone that would be willing to help you to learn how to use your camera properly, how to take good photos, how to print, all those sorts of things. Take some time now to have a look at your goals and think about all of the people that you could ask to help you along your way with your goals. Once you've done that, I want you to have a think about your own strengths. This is where we're going to build on what you already know. 
So we'll keep going with the photography example only because that's what I know. I have that as one of my hobbies. So think about things like, do you know how to use a camera already? Have you used it always in auto mode or do you want to try starting it in manual mode? Have a think about what types of photos you might like. So start thinking about where your skills lie. For me, my skills are in landscapes and some portraits. So I would list that as a strength. So keep going through your goals and think about the strengths that you have, the things that you can do and use those things as a mini stepping stone towards the next thing that you want to learn. Once you've done that, what I want you to do is then think about what the next month, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months looks like. So depending on the length of your goal, if you're only going for a six month goal, I'd look at month, two months, three months and decide where you want to be at each of those intervals. So put a date down, keep yourself accountable. So say, for example, you have a six month goal in one month time. What do you want to have achieved in three months time? What do you want to have achieved? And then in six months time, then hopefully as you've been working through that goal, you'll find that reaching that goal is more achievable because you're breaking it down into smaller steps. Some of you might be thinking, but I don't actually know how to break down a goal. I don't know what steps are involved. This is where talking through with a person that you trust or a support worker might help to be able to break down what your goal might look like and help you to identify the steps that you might need to take. So there's a process that I like to use called backward goal setting. And what that means is that you start with your identified goal, the objective, and then you work backwards. So for example, if I was to look for a job, say my goal was to be employed, I would write down my goal as being employed. Then I would think about what type of work I would like to work in and I would write that answer down and say, for example, I wanted to work as a waitress. Then I would ask myself, what kinds of tasks does a waitress undertake so that I can then do that job as well? So it might be things like making coffee or tea. It might be that I would need to learn how to use the cash register. It might mean that I would need to know some food safety. So I list all those things that I know of and ask people or research on the internet what other things a waitress might need to know and then I write all of those down. Once I have a list of those things then I start listing how I'm going to achieve those things. So for example in terms of making coffee I might write down that I need to go and do a barista course because I know that you know practicing making my coffee at home is not going to set me up for a job as a waitress or as even as a barista so I know that I would need to go and get a course even if I didn't know that I would have people around me or I could use the internet to search what kinds of things I would need to know to become a waitress once I have that written down I think about what I would need to do to be able to get my barista certificate. The next thing that I would write down is to undertake the course and from there I would write down that I would need to enroll in the course. 
So I would need to research providers that um, would help me to be able to get my certification to be a barista and then I would need to enrol in that course. Of course there will be other things that you would be required to do as a waitress and things like that but I've only gone down one stream of the backward planning. What you can do is then look at the other tasks and see how you might go about achieving those goals. Then I would look at how I'm actually going to get the job. I would need to have an interview but in order to get an interview I would have had to have applied for a job. To apply for a job I would have needed to to know how to write a resume. All of these things will help you to be able to think about the steps that you need to take in order to achieve your goal. So starting at the end result and what you want to see and planning backwards from those in little tiny steps how you would get there will all help to be able to reach your goals more easily and effectively. The biggest thing to remember is that you don't have to plan all of your future all at once. You just have to take small steps. And the first step is the biggest. Sometimes it's harder than you think to plan for what you want for the rest of your life, especially as you leave school. But if you take that time to write it down, to share it with others, and to be flexible in your approach to goals, then I'm sure that you will achieve whatever you set out to do. Yes, there will be obstacles in the way. Yes, things won't go to plan. But as long as you keep trying and keep pushing and keep setting goals, then you will start to achieve a good life or a better life that you have planned for yourself. If you do find it hard to do this task on your own, please make sure that you seek support where you can. I know that for the programs that I run in day programs, we often have goal setting and goal planning activities where we run through individuals' goals and help them on the next steps and the next tasks. So if you happen to attend a day program or even if you're at school still, you can seek support from educators around you to be able to ensure that you're on the right path, you can get some advice from those that you trust and you'll be well on your way to achieving that better life. Remember that having goals that we are passionate about gives us something to look forward to each and every morning when we wake up. Not having goals is an excellent recipe for being bored and unsure of what life holds for you. True success is all about working towards meaningful goals and dreams. And if you're listening to this and thinking, I'm too old to set dreams for myself, remember that you're never too old. There's no such thing as being too old to change your life and set new goals and dreams for yourself. Nelson Mandela was 75 years when he was elected the oldest president of South Africa. Always remember, your goals are your lighthouse and your actions propel you towards the goals and your dreams. That's all I have time for you this time, but tune in next week for another episode of Day in the Life podcast. If you like this episode, share it with your friends and if you'd like to share your story or know someone who would, contact me on Instagram or Facebook at Day in the Life Podcast Disability. Have an amazing day and I hope this helps you to help others build the life they choose.